Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes, brand new Bangin' Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. Banging! Museum quality Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast coming up next on today's podcast. Riri Rihanna is pregnant. And I'm devastated. Plus, the Super Bowl is all lined up and ready to go in Los Angeles, and I am back, suited and booted, hosting the Wendy Williams Show this week. All that and more, a whole bunch more on a brand new museum quality, hard-hitting, fully disruptive I Am Rapport Stereo podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Start this puppy off with something real nice, yes. Start this puppy off with something uh, real proper. Okay, but most importantly, start this puppy off with something real funky. This. This. Is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Let's fucking go. Let's go! Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yiggity. Yeah. Uh, higgity. I have no fear. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. 
The name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Sultan of Sniff, a.k.a. the White Chocolatito, a.k.a. the Renegade of Rite Aid, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. of course the Gringo Man Dingo. I hope everybody is feeling good. I hope everybody's feeling safe. I hope everybody is feeling safe. This, this is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Yes. Hope everybody's hanging in the pocket like Matt Stafford. I hope everybody's hanging in the pocket like Joey Ballgame, Joey Burrow. Never thought that I would be saying this regarding the 2021 Super Bowl. Of course, it's the 2021. Is it this 20? It's a 20. It's a Super Bowl taking place in 2022. But is it technically the, fuck, who knows? I don't know. It's the, anyway, it's the Super Bowl. It's set. It's finally set. Obviously, it's Joey Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals versus Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. Incredible. No Tom Brady. No Patrick my homeboy. He's not just my Mahone boy. He's he's your Mahone boy. But uh listen, you want to start anointing people goats. He's better than Tom Brady. Listen, it ain't e- it ain't easy to do what Tommy Ballgame did. Tommy Brady. We're gonna get to him also. But the Super Bowl is set. And it was a great weekend of football, it was great playoffs, great season, great fantasy football season. Just all of it was great. So much fun, whether you win. You lose, but particularly these these last uh, two weeks of football have just really superseded expectations. Just so, so good, so entertaining, so much fun. Uh, you know, names we know, Odell Beckham, names we're getting to know, Cooper Cup, names we're just learning about. Uh, but it's it was just great. Debo Samuel, I mean, all these, all these guys that performed... Uh, all the Tampa Bay guys, all the Buffalo Bills. It was just a fun playoff. And obviously it was a fun season. And now uh, on February 13th in Los Angeles, California, at that fancy pants arena down there in Inglewood. Inglewood always up to no good. I'll say it again. Inglewood. Inglewood. Inglewood always up to no good, to quote the great Dr. Dre. Um, The game will be played. The people will come out. Los Angeles is already just partying. People are going nuts. I mean, listen, Miami does it. Las Vegas does it. But if you really, 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 really want to do it with the star power, the only city that could really do it at the highest level for two weeks, I'm talking about the highest level, is L.A. When it comes to glitz, glam, Super Bowl parties, pimps, hoes, rappers, celebrities, athletes, Los Angeles is the hub, even more than uh, New York, because you could do it in Los Angeles any time of the year. When I'm talking about just, if you really just want to party, LA's going to be, it it already is. Since, uh, uh, you know, the Rams made it there, and uh, knowing that the hometown is hosting the Super Bowl, and it's just going to be, it's going to be nuts. I'm glad I ain't there. I'm glad I am not there. I'm glad I'm in New York City, but it's going to be fun uh, Super Bowl week. 
Super Bowl two weeks. Like I said, it's going to be two weeks, a two-week uh, thing. Usually it's just a one-week thing. But as far as parties and popping off, it's going to be thumping and bumping. And, of course, halftime is going to be uh, the aforementioned Dr. Dre, Snoop, Doggy Dog, uh, The Real Slim Shady, Kendrick Lamar, and the queen of hip-hop, R&B soul, Mary J. Blige, who I fuck with. Oh, everybody fucks. Who doesn't like? Who doesn't fuck with Mary J. Blige? And they're going to kill it at halftime. It's going to be great. I'm more excited about the halftime performance than I am about uh, these teams. Obviously, uh, the game is the most important thing, but I have no allegiance to either one of these teams. Uh, but I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be 24 to 21, which ain't bad for a Super Bowl. But I think it's going to be 24 21. 21, 17, something like that. Um, but everybody's going to be there. Every, you see the other day uh, when the Rams played the 49ers, Leo, Magic, this basketball player, that basketball they were all there. It's awesome. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And uh, if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, congratulations. I'm sure there's a lot of well, are there a lot of Los Angeles Rams fans? Because, you know, you talk about the Raiders being moved around. The Los Angeles Rams, I don't know. It's weird when you move these teams there and they have the success. I guess they've always been the Los Angeles Rams. They left, they came back. I'm excited about it. Um, Tom Brady has announced, or it has been announced, that Tom Brady is retiring from the NFL. As of the actual recording of this I Am Rappaport Museum Quality podcast, uh, Tom Brady himself has not said that he's retiring, but that'll be happening any moment. I think he'll probably do it on his podcast because, of course, podcasts are like assholes. Everybody has one, um, and he has one. I believe it's on who knows who cares? It, 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 listen, it's Tom Brady. After you retire, shut it down. No one cares. We don't care what you do if you're not playing football. No disrespect, but it, it'll get very boring very, very quick. And I found out in the middle of a snowstorm this weekend, Saturday, it was snowing. Nor'easter in New York City, and what does the Gringo Man Dingo do when it's snowing in New York City? Goes right to Central Park. I had to go out there. It's been so long since I've been in New York during one of these big snowstorms. My wife didn't want to go. She wasn't feeling good, but we made a promise. We said, you know, when it snows, we're going to go to the park. She did not want to go, but I went right out during the snowstorm, and it was beautiful. While I'm out there in the snowstorm, I'm getting pinged by the Dust Brothers. I'm getting pinged uh, by the Bleach Brothers, Miles and Jordan. They send me the article saying that Tommy Brady retires. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, as far as sports things, I'll never forget being in Central Park hearing from Adam Schefter, who I love. I love Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter is a really good guy. I saw this piece on Adam Schefter a few years ago on Real Sports HBO. If you want to learn about what kind of guy he is um, and a little bit more about the guy that gives you all the information, because uh, I can't stand that Wojnowski. Woj, 
it just seems not likable. He seems smug. Seems like he never played basketball. Not that Schefter looks like he played, you know, middle linebacker. I just don't like Wojnowski, but I like Ian Rappaport and I love Schefter. Uh, but the report came out that Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, and he doesn't even need to, he never even needs, this is how you know Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. You'll never have to, you'll never hear him refer to himself as the greatest of all time. He just is. Everybody knows it. Uh, obviously, there's, uh, uh, you know, there's other greats. There's other fantastic quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Troy Aikman. I'm not going in any order. Dan Marino, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas, Steve Young. You got to put Roger Stahl back up there, John Elway. I'm just riffing here. I don't know, uh, but nobody is as good as Tom Brady. No, nobody did it as long. No, Bruno. Terry Bradshaw. I'm sure I'm forgetting a few of them. Randall Cunningham was great, but he's not at the level of these guys. No Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger, who just retired, excellent. Uh, Bart Starr was a big name. Dan Fouts was a motherfucker growing up. And even Kurt Warner, who played for the Rams when they were not in Los Angeles. Anyway, these are all great quarterbacks, and you could have arguments on who the second best is, but you cannot have any argument on who the the greatest quarterback of all time is, period. It's clearly and always will be Tom Brady. I don't think he'll be caught. I don't think anybody will be able to sustain. Maybe it'll be a short period of time, and it'll be like, well, if he stayed healthy, if they were able to keep the team together, like Mahomes is sick. Brett Favre, Steve Young, these guys are all sick. But there's always ifs. There's always injuries. And, and somehow Tom Brady was able to stay out of harm's way. Great teams, great linemen. He's great. Avocado ice cream, the whole kit and caboodle. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Do you think? I have no problem saying that he's the greatest now. But I, I never thought, I'll be honest, I never ever thought that I would be sad to see Tom Brady Retire, but we knew it was coming. Uh, once we started hearing uh, rumblings that his his wife was really on him, no Como, about retiring, and that you know he wanted to be present for his kids. I got to be honest, Tom Brady. If your kids are playing flag football, going to your kids' flag football game, it's overrated. Tom Brady, I'll tell you this right now: going to your kids' recitals, going to your kids' flag football games, this is. Very, very overrated shit. But you're 44. He's 45, this fucking guy. He's going to win MVP this season. And he's going out as the true GOAT. He's going out on top. Even though they didn't make it to the Super Bowl, he won one last year. And the guy has earned the right to do whatever he wants to do. But... Like I said, he didn't officially announce it himself as of the recording of this I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, but, I mean, I hated this guy so much. We, we I think we did two separate Tom Brady bashes on the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. We have an entire episode dedicated to how much of a fuck 
Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are. How much I hated them, the disdain, the cheating, the deflate gate, all of it. Like there's hour-long episodes on fuck you, Tom Brady. I really did not like him. He had me all fucked up in the game when they beat the Atlanta Falcons that year in the Super Bowl. And I remember it because at halftime, I went out to walk my dog, Wheezy, the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast official news dog, because I was like, there's no way they're coming back and I don't need to watch Lady Gaga flail and flop all around the stadium. I'm not fact-checking, but I'm pretty sure she was the musical guest when they played the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl, and we all know how that ended. We know the story. When he came to Michigan, he was seventh. Just at Michigan on the QB, the quarterback depth chart. He didn't play until his junior season, until he beat out Drew Henson, who played baseball for the Yankees, and then they won the Citrus Bowl. What's the Citrus Bowl? It's shit. They came back, won the Orange Bowl in 2000. He got picked 199th overall by the New England Patriots in the sixth round. He looked like shit. We've all seen the footage. He looked like shit at the NFL Combine. He looked slow. He looked flat-footed. He wasn't even handsome. Like, you look at him now, the guy is stunning. No Bruno. But then he, he wasn't even fucking handsome. He had like, you know, he just looked like shit. He had no shoulders. He had nothing. Barely played his rookie season. He was a backup quarterback. He was picked as a backup quarterback. Then he got to play after Drew Bledsoe got blasted by Mo Lewis of the New York Jets. I mean, and Drew Bledsoe was no joke. Until that hit, Drew Bledsoe was a fucking... They were going to the Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl. They may have even won a Super Bowl. I don't fact check. Then he stepped in for Drew Bledsoe, and the rest is history. He led the team to win the Super Bowl. Drew Bledsoe was bye-bye-bye, to quote the great Justin Timberlake. The rest is history. The tuck rule game... The Adam Vinatieri of it all. The Super Bowl wins. The Super Bowl losses. Oh, yeah. But they beat the greatest show on turf. The Rams with the aforementioned Kurt Warner. There's a movie out about Kurt Warner. I got to watch that. I bet you it's fun. Guy was like working in a grocery store and then he took his team to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl uh, versus the Panthers, uh, the one versus the Eagles. It's just incredible. The comeback player of the year in 2009 after that injury. And then there were the Super Bowls versus the Giants. There was 18-1. and one, And I'm telling you, if you, it may be on YouTube, guys, if you like football in the next two weeks and you want to reminisce on Tom Brady, if you have ESPN Plus or ESPN or, like I said, it may be on YouTube. I can't give you all the information, okay? I, I don't know where this shit is. Download, check, try to find Man in the Arena that breaks down 
each and every one of his trips to each and every one of his Super Bowls versus the greatest show on turf, uh, the first season, um, the uh, the one versus the Panthers, uh, of course, the ones versus the Falcons, the two versus the New York Giants. And, and every year, every episode, they sort of highlight other players on his team. One year was Willie McGinnis. Uh, one year it was um, Julian Edelman. And then they talked to like the main player on the team they played, like the 18-1 and season when, when the Giants fucking ruined them. <laughs> I just watched that. I rewatched that episode this weekend after he announced his retirement. Uh, they feature Michael Strahan. The Giants were a ragtag team, I believe. Their uh, I believe their record was nine and seven. And then we we got to the Super Bowl and we beat the shit out of them. Too physical. But but this is not about the Giants here. I'll, I'll make it about Tommy Brady. Anyway, you should definitely watch those uh, Man in the Arena episodes they're, they're just fun if you love football and, and it's crazy because like I was saying the other day he played 22 seasons 22 years ago I didn't have kids my son is 21 years old I didn't even have children when he started playing football that's what's bugged out about his career it it spanned decades so when you think about Tom Brady you think about you know your life it's wild 22 fucking years is a long time. Then, of course, uh, Tampa Bay, when he went to Tampa Bay, the pandemic Super Bowl of last year, seven rings, 15 Pro Bowls, three regular season MVPs, five Super Bowl MVPs, most ever wins, most ever passing this, passing that. Passing touchdowns, the greatest of all time. He's so great, like I said, he'll never have to say he's the GOAT. There's no argument. You can't argue anyone else did it as good and as for long, no Bruno, as Tom Brady. And I'm sad to see him go. If, in fact, he announces that he ain't retiring after I just fawned all over him, I will turn on you, Tom Brady. Motherfucker, I just gave you 10 minutes of adoration. That's coming from a guy who couldn't fucking stand you, all right? Your time is up, motherfucker. I just gave you every single thing I got. I was sad when he announced it in that snowstorm, the the snowstorm of uh, 2022 here in New York City, which was just awesome. It's just awesome. Anyway, uh, it, you know, like I said, I'm sure he's going to announce it at some point soon. And if not, then I might have to do another Brady bash. I am Rappaport Podcast. Another shocking, shocking event. Well, before I get to that shocking event... Um, you guys, uh, I am hosting the Wendy Williams show this week. Check your local listings. You know, the show is syndicated, so it's different in all different areas. But peep, peep your guy, the gringo man dingo on the Wendy Williams show. Because, yo, the first the first two days have been spectacular. I mean, excellent. 
shit-talking, dancing, talking hip-hop, quoting hip-hop, housewives, live, suited and booted, got my teeth polished last week. Yo, my teeth look talk show host white. I came out there on the first episode suited and booted, had the hard shoes on, had the Easter Sunday shoes on. My shits were, yo, I had the Tony Monero Saturday Night Fever joints on. I'm lucky I didn't bust my ass in them shoes. I looked good on the yard. I had my man uh, Adam Ross, the suit boss, custom out top to bottom. Shout out to my man Adam Ross, the suit boss out there in Houston. And uh, the connect from OG Paul Wall. Everybody knows OG Paul Wall for that connection. What a good dude this uh, dude Adam Ross, the suit boss is. And uh, the hookup from OG Paul Wall. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I looked, I'm not going to lie. I looked fucking, yo, I looked good. I haven't had a pair of hard shoes on since I don't even know when. My wife's never seen me in a pair of hard shoes. We've been to other people's weddings, uh, funerals, uh, you know, services, award shows, premieres, this, that, and the third. She never saw me in all the years that she's known me in them church shoes. My shits were like, like the hard shits. Like the, you could do the tango in my shits. You could literally do the Saturday Night Fever dance in the shoes I had. And like I said, I got my giblets, my furniture, my whole front row brushed up. They sanded my whole grill. It looked great. But definitely watch the show. Yo, go to the Wendy Williams Instagram and let them know what you think of me also. Uh, because who the fuck knows? Who knows? Would you like to see me? I know I would love. You give me a daytime talk show? Go to Wendy Williams on Instagram and let them know what you think. Even if you haven't seen it, just let them know what you think of the dingo, the Sultan of Sniff, the renegade of Rite Aid, the inflamed Ashkenazi. But more importantly than that, watch it and let me know what you think. Uh, FYI, I'm again suspended in the DMs. I cannot respond to any of your DMs for the next five days, probably Friday, Friday the 4th, Saturday the 5th, I'll be in Tacoma. I'm performing four shows sold out. They said, uh, you, you want to add a show? I said, I can't do it, man. You're trying to fucking kill me. I can't do it. Can't do it. I'm traveling. It's like apparently six hours to fly from New York to Tacoma. I don't know why it's six hours. That's a long flight. You, you go to Paris. I think you could go from New York to Italy in six hours. That's a long, long, long ride. Jim Kelly's another great quarterback. Buffalo Bill. Never got that Super Bowl, but he's great. Just thought of him. Um, anyway, definitely uh, peep me. I would love for you uh, uh, guys to peep me. And you'll get a, you're going to bug out if you see me on the Wendy Williams show. And uh, like I said, I'm doing it all week. And then we turn around, boom, Friday morning. 
We go to Tacoma this weekend, next weekend, the 10th, 11th, and 12th. I'm in West Palm, Palm Beach, Florida at the Improv. And then the 17th, 18th, and 19th, I'm in Boston. The week after that, I'm in Buffalo. All tickets, all information is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. Couple of links aren't up. They'll be up soon, soon enough. You listen to the pod, you'll know first. Do not worry. And if COVID uh, loosens up, I'll do these meet and greets. And hopefully uh, you guys show up to the shows if I come to your city and I can meet you and greet you. And all you got to do if you see me at a show, you see me on the street, you see me at a Rite Aid, you see me on a train, you see me in a coffee shop, drinking my iced tea, you say dingo. You know what it is. Because I know what it is. Because I know that you know what it is. Because I know that you know that I know what it is because you listen to the I Am Rappaport stereo. You could say, a white mic. Oh, it's the Sultan of Sniff. Yo, is that the inflamed Ashkenazi? If, if somebody called me the, the inflamed Ashkenazi on the street, I think I would start crying. I'd be so flattered. Oh, there's the renegade of Rite Aid. Yo, there's, yo that's me. But um, as far as other shocking news, it was announced that this hurt. I'm, I ain't gonna lie, this hurt me. This this shocked and stunned me. Rihanna, Riri, my girl, is pregnant with ASAP Rocky's baby. Fuck. This is not a test. This was not anything. Uh... Did you just say my girl? What? I heard you say my girl. About uh, what? Not your girl. Well, you know, babe, that's offensive. I'm your wife. You just said my girl is pregnant. Are you delusional? Are you okay? Do you have a fever? Take it back. My wife loves Rihanna. She knows I love Rihanna. She's just playing. My wife's uh, she's getting a colonoscopy tomorrow. She just took that prep. Can't argue with me, can you, babe? Nope, you got to be in the other room prepping. Like I said, my girl Riri is pregnant with ASAP Rocky's baby. Now, this was devastating news. I have to be honest. It's been well documented uh, when I met Rihanna. It's been well documented that when I met Rihanna, she said to me, at the 2015 NBA All-Star Game, she said to me, Michael Rappaport, the Sultan of Sniff, the Renegade of Rite Aid, she said to me, I know who you are. And I couldn't respond because I was so shocked. Number one, that she was speaking to me. Number two, uh, how, how immaculate she smelled. She smelled like kiwi, strawberry, Snapple. And then she walked off. There was a photograph taken by the late, great New York photographer, Anthony Causey, who passed away about two years ago because of this fucking COVID. That's a fact. Not going down the COVID thing. Anyway, I love Riri. Love everything about her. Love her style. Love her eyes. Love her music. Love her clothing line, love her makeup line, love her, love her swagger, love how cool, calm, and collected, love how 
she is so comfortable being herself. And in all honesty, I am very happy that she found a great guy. I don't know ASAP Rocky very well. I have met him a couple of times. I do know people in the ASAP crew. Crazy is that I did go to school like his uncle or his mom. Or they're my age. You know, ASAP Rocky's young. So he's, you know, they're 51, 52. I know them. Martin Luther King High School. They've always been super cool with me. Young Harlem kids. They're like true blue, new generation Harlem kids. Cool style and all that stuff. I'm very, very happy for them. But it was like the fat boys breaking up. It was like Mary Lou Retton, you know, not returning my love letter in 1984. And now this. I mean, how much more can a guy, how much more can I take? How much more heartbreak, rejection, and disappointment can one man take? Out of all my celebrity crushes that I've had, I have her at the top, and there's there's nobody in second. Of course, Mary Lou Retton, 1984, loved her. Um, Pinky Tuscadero from Happy Days, loved her. Lisa Lisa from Lisa Lisa and the Cult Jam, loved Lisa Lisa. Had a crush on her. Um, Jennifer Lopez, early Jennifer Lopez, I loved her. Serena Williams, when I found out she was having a baby, fucked me up a little bit too. But nothing, nothing will hurt as much as this, this uh, a reality that uh, it, it will no longer be in the cards for Riri and Mike. It could have been Riri Rappaport. Now it's Riri Rocky. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying... Anyway, good luck to you guys. I do love both of them in terms of as a fan, and I think it's the perfect couple, the perfect match. And like I said, I fuck with ASAP Rocky. I fuck with the ASAP Mob, my man ASAP Twelvey, and all those guys have always been real, real, real cool, and I mean genuinely cool. Like I said, um, you know, I went to school with some of their family, and I've always felt like, I don't know, like they're like little cousins, little, you know, my little dudes, the couple of times that I've been around them. Um, they've always been cool and supportive. So, Riri, au revoir. Mia Moore, au revoir. What a handsome, beautiful baby they're going to have. That's going to be a... St I mean, these are good-looking people. ASAP Rocky, pretty flacco. Riri with the eyes. Oh, this is going to be a... This is going to be an exotically gorgeous baby. And in all seriousness, I wish them nothing but the best. But a little piece of me died today. Fuck. What else happened? Whoopi Goldberg said some stupid-ass shit on her show, The View, today. She's up there with Joy Behar, and I don't know who these other dummies are. I like Whoopi. I don't know who the other two of them are. I, shouldn't call, I don't even know who they are. They may not have been dummies. But, but let me preface this uh, by saying there's videotape surfacing. Videotape. Cell phone footage. Somebody with, with videotape. No one has a walking around a big camera. In Orlando, Florida, there's these fake wannabe bootleg. They went to the Army-Navy store. Uh, then they, like, you know, have ironed on, uh, glued on, you know, little little caps they've made, little fake-ass Nazi caps. These, uh, you know, they're, they're calling themselves Nazis and they're white power and they're Hail Hitler and all this stuff. And they're always, they're always on the side. Yo, there's a big, big, big black population Latino population in Orlando. 
You know, you know where to go if you want smoke. You hate black people. You hate Jewish people. Get off the side of the road and go bring it to the people who you really hate. There's plenty of hoods in Orlando. There's plenty of plate. You know where to go. You want smoke? Bring it to them. And then uh, because of this footage uh, on The View, Joy Behar, who I think is Italian, and Whoopi Goldberg, who's black, even though her last name's, it ain't really Goldberg. It's, you know, they were discussing this tape. They were discussing the, these little snots. They don't even get the same regard that my, what's going to come out of my wife uh, during her colonoscopy prep. Okay? They're not even as good or as valuable as what's going to come out of my wife after she finishes her colonoscopy pregame prep. So when they were talking about this, Whoopi Goldberg uh, on The View on live TV, she said this, Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers, play uh, the clip of what Whoopi Goldberg said. The Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. Maybe it, yeah, no, it's a different it, race. But it's, it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but going it's not, after it's not about ideal race. It's it's but these are two Romans. white groups of people. The Holocaust is not about race. Whoopi Goldberg, you fuck. What was it? What was it about? Was it just about a certain group of guys that they they didn't like? Is this about a certain uh, group of people that they uh, you know didn't think dressed cool? They don't view people these these Nazis. They didn't view Jewish people as white. They viewed Jewish people as animals. They viewed Jewish people as less than human. There's a line from the movie uh, that I starred in, Higher Learning, that I took from these Nazis, where I said to Omar Epps' character, no, where I said to Adam Goldberg's character, you're not white, you're Jewish. You need to apologize, Whoopi Goldberg, to every single Holocaust victim, every single Jewish Person, because if I or somebody else said that slavery was not about race, it was about the way people can somehow, some way treat other people, I would be canceled off the planet. I might even literally get killed for saying some shit like that. I would be done. I would be cooked. I would be finished. What are you talking about? You know, they always say, uh, they'll say to me, oh, or they'll say to people, oh, you need to stay out of black people's business. Stay out of black people's business. Listen, if you don't know the facts, you don't know the information, you want to sound fucking stupid and ignorant, stay out of fucking Jewish people's business. We good. We good. Because if anybody said that about black people, they would be finito, done, finished, End. Done. End of story. You got these budget wannabe Nazis. You got people throwing around Nazi terms. You got people saying that these mass mandates are like Nuremberg. It's like uh, the beginning of uh, 1933. No, none of that shit is. 
I've said it once, I've said it many times before, the only thing that's like Nuremberg, the only thing that's like Auschwitz is Auschwitz. The only thing that's like the Holocaust is the Holocaust. The only thing that's like slavery is slavery. The only thing that's like 9-11 is 9-11. Fix that shit. Apologize for what you said, Whoopi Goldberg. I demand a fucking apology. And I like you. And I don't want Whoopi Goldberg to be canceled. I'm not into this canceling shit. I don't have a problem with what Joe Rogan is doing. The Dust Brothers, Jordan in particular, he's more amped on it. I don't agree as vivaciously as Jordan does about Joe Rogan. I think Joe Rogan is great sometimes, and sometimes I think he's fucking off the wall. But we need all that. We need diversity. We need mixed opinions. If you don't agree with me, the gringo man dingo doesn't mean uh, I'm a piece of shit. Just like I don't agree with you means that you're a piece of shit. Just like uh, the people that I know in my life that are Republicans that voted for pig dick Donald Trump doesn't mean I can't be friends with them anymore. It could get testy, and trust me, it's gotten testy. But uh, I like diversity of thought, diversity of opinion. Snowflake! My wife called me a fucking snowflake. You're a conspiracy theorist. Go in the bathroom. But, you know, people have been canceling their Spotify subscription. I ain't canceling my Spotify subscription. I love Spotify. I fuck with Spotify. They're trying to ban Spotify, ban Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan came out. He made a whole statement. Matter of fact, play some of that statement, Miles Jordan. You have to play the whole thing. Play some of that statement. So my pledge to you is that I will do my best to try to balance out these more controversial viewpoints with other people's perspectives so we can maybe find a better point of view. I don't want to just show the, the contrary opinion to what the narrative is. I want to show all kinds of opinions so that we can all figure out what's going on. And, and not just about COVID, about everything, about health, about fitness, wellness, the, the state of the world itself. Um, it's a strange responsibility to have this many viewers and listeners. It's very strange. And it's nothing that I prepare for. And it's nothing that I ever anticipated. I am going to do my best in the future to uh, balance things out. I'm going to do my best. But my point of doing this is always just to create interesting conversations and ones that I hope people enjoy. I like what he just said. I don't have a problem with it. I tell you guys all the time, I listen to a big mix of different opinions. Barry Weiss, Ben Shapiro. I watch Tucker. I watch CNN, I watch Bill Maher, I read it, I watch it, I listen, I learn, I take the information, and I do what I do with it. I'm finished. Fucking finished, guys. Done. Okay? Came, saw, disrupted. Came, saw, and I disrupted. Tell a friend, tell a friend to listen to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Okay. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, uh, take us out of here with something really, really, really nice. Take us out of here with something real proper. But 
Most importantly, end this hard-hitting museum-quality I Am Rapport Stereo podcast right now with something real proper and something real funky. It's the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. I'm out!